I walk in darkness. I live. I live again. How, how long has it been? A, a week? A fortnight? Last time, it had been October 5, 2021. I pushed open the lid of my sarcophagus. Renfried, I called out. Yes, master. Damn you, Renfried, don't dare make me ask. It's February 8, 2022, master. Four months and three days. Satan in his cold hell. I scrambled to my feet and dashed to my desk. I picked up my phone, dusted off the cobwebs, and opened my favorite podcasting app. It was true. Just as the sages had foretold, the Hellboy Book Club was back. Reading Hellboy comics and talking to our friends. Hellboy Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Hayden Orr. Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Danielle. And I'm Mark Tweedell. Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've come back and done episodes for the Hellboy Book Club. You know, I do want to talk about our other podcast that we have going on, Book Club Member Comics. I'll put a link in the show notes. But we're having great discussions over there. We're hanging out. We're talking about different comics. But we're also talking about comics that Mignola is involved with, like the Baltimore series... Um, yeah. Mr. Higgins Comes Home, stuff like that. So we're also checking out a bunch of other comics. Most so, of them are very gross. <laughs> They're gross. Not all of them. They're gross. Um, so I hope that you'll also come out and check out that podcast. You know, we're waiting for some more Hellboy material to be collected, and then we're going to come back and we're going to do a bunch of episodes for the Hellboy Book Club. This is just like a little mini episode that just happened. We had some really fun discussions with some of our other guests about this comic, and so I thought that you guys would enjoy it too. Here you go. Hey, it's Hayden Orr. You know, this is hilarious. We weren't even planning to record anything. We were just getting together to do a test tonight because Hayden's going to be on the show soon. And we just started talking about sort of hyperborea, sort of hyperborea, number one that just came out. Everyone's been talking about it online. So um, we had a great little chat about it. And I was like, Hayden, this is too good to <laughs> to not put out. So here's our, here's our little chat. And um, there you go. What are you reading right now? What what comics are you enjoying? Well, I'm currently uh, reading and rereading Sword of Hyperborea, just trying oh, yeah. to find every little uh, you know nugget of information that I can in every panel. Oh yes, let's talk about that a little bit because I've uh, we've both read it. There was a discussion on Facebook. Were you looking at the spoiler spoilery page? Oh, yeah. Are you in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, in there. Brian was uh, Brian Levy was in there. He was a book club member. He was talking about the wolf. The color of the wolf. The first thing I thought when I saw it, even though it's like, uh, I think he says Liz when he first sees it, uh, the color of it. I mean, I was like, oh, Hecate. That was like my oh, immediate, yeah, yeah. like, just just because of the, like, the dark, like, black and blue coloring. But, I mean, I'm not, I don't think necessarily, you know, going back and rereading it, uh, I really am not sure what the wolf is supposed to be. yeah. I like also just like wondering, like I also just kind of like being like, oh, well, I guess they'll show us, you know what I mean? Like, rather than speculating too much, but yeah, I couldn't help but notice the color motif. And then I was talking to Mark about it and he was like, oh, that's the black goddess color motif. And I was like, huh, the secret fire is something with Liz. It seems like all that stuff is kind of connected and maybe that's what the wolf, I don't know. Anyway, 
just kind of grasping at straws. Do you think that Howard's is dead at the end of that issue or Galdinar? I think Galdinar might be dead, but I think that um, the like, well, see, that's, that's another thing is I don't know if Galdinar and Howard's um, are like two separate spirits. Yeah. I think, I think maybe at this point, you know, now that they've been sort of linked for so long, I think they're kind of like, and this is, this is just what I think. I don't know. Uh, I think maybe their two spirits have kind of formed one. Like I was, cause I was thinking about, you know, being uh, like a regular human and being uh, sort of like uh, in contact with Vril for too long can kind of fuck you up. Like the, oh, yeah, you know, okay. the uh, sledgehammer suits, you know, they oh, end yeah, up in that you're weird right. void afterlife. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe since the, the sword has got a link to the, you know, the first, the golden race of a uh, man and there's probably some Vril stuff going on there. I was thinking maybe their spirits are sort of like merged now. I, I yeah, think Galdinar yeah. is physically dead, but I, I think their spirit is like somewhere else. Okay. Probably. I like that. See, I was kind of, I guess like it made me reading that issue. It made me think back to a lot of other Galdinar, Ted Howard's things. Like they show Ted Howard's in the cafeteria. He's just sitting there eating. But like, meanwhile, Galdinar is like, there's all this other crazy stuff going on with him. Exactly. When Ted Howard's is supposedly killed or whatever, you know, underground at the end of Devil You Know, Galdinar has been like in this coma or something. And then whatever happens with Ted Howard's, then Galdinar wakes up and they're like, oh, we thought you were dead. We we're about to burn you. He's like, no, I'm still alive. And then that made me think, well, could Ted Howard still be alive? But I guess, no, that's, but then after talking to Mark about it, I thought, Mark was kind of saying it was more Galdinar being in that state was mirroring when Howard's first picked up the sword and he was in that state. Remember? Oh, Cause he was yeah, in like a comatose I didn't even think state. About that. Yeah. So Mark was saying, no, that was kind of parallel to that, but I was taking it as is Ted Howard still alive. But I think that's just me being a fanboy. Yeah. Maybe or his like, consciousness like went into Galdinar's body after he died in the future. Something like that, like one is picking up where the other one left off and you think that yeah. they're dead, but they're not. And then the other one gets up and then it's kind of like, so now, so I was thinking at the end of the issue where Galdinar supposedly dies, I'm like, well, now Howard's is going to wake up. But no, I don't. And now after talking to Mark about it, I was like, I guess that's not what's going to happen. Instead, I guess how Mark saw it was. Galdinar's purpose was to take the tr the sword to the area that's going to become Chicago, so that way Howard's could find it in the future. It's like a loop, you know what yeah. I mean? One is creating the other. Anyway, so I don't know. It's a <laughs> it's like a Mobius strip or something, and I don't know that we're supposed to understand it after only one issue, but definitely gets the the gears turning. Yeah, that'd be kind of a uh, I think maybe a kind of a bad uh, mystery if you pretty much had it revealed in issue one and there you still had like four or five issues left to I go. Know. <laughs> well that's what i was thinking is like what's going to happen with the sword because they kind of they barely touch on it in the thing but when galdinar finds the sword it was like some warrior some fallen warrior and they like don't even explain that they don't explain anything about that warrior um that he got the sword from and then something like i remember when we were talking about all that stuff we had matt on we were having matt on a lot and Matt was mentioning how they're very specific about saying that it went into his arm. 
the spirit of the warrior went into his arm. Yeah, when he finds it, like it, there's the, uh, it's sort of like an ethereal form of that, yes. that hyperborean dude. Like, and yes. The, it looks like it's, it, like you said, just going right into his, his forearm when he's holding the sword. And then that's what it made me think of, too, where they were saying, you are not the sword. Or wh- what does he say? Where is my warrior or something like that? What does he say at the end? Um, uh, hold on. I've got it pulled he up. He says, right. oh, <laughs> you have it right there. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got the, uh, I, I, I think I may have told you guys this before, but I don't live very close to any comic books. Uh, oh, yeah, shop. yeah. So um, for stuff like this that I'm like dying to read immediately, I always like get digital Sure. Uh, before I end up getting... I can understand that, yeah. Oh, yeah, he says, uh, when he gets wrapped up by the tentacles of the thing, he says, Mythic Warrior, come to me now. Yeah. And then the guy's like, uh, the dead, can I answer you? And he says, where is the Mythic Warrior? Where is the he, Mythic Warrior? He says, I am here, and he holds up the sword and all the... But I was thinking he's showing his arm. I am here. That's the warrior. That's oh, what I was thinking. yeah, you're right, because it's, it's like all focused on his right arm. I didn't even think about that. That's what I was thinking because of that earlier discussion that we had with Matt. And uh, so I was wondering if maybe the other issues will focus on that dude. I don't know. You know yeah, what maybe, I mean? Or, or Maybe you are not the sword. Yeah, that's the other that line that I was like. The sword that the, the spirit of the Hyperborean dude is the sword. Yeah. And that's why he like survives so many crazy, you know, monster fights. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so much. <laughs> this is a great discussion, man. This should be an episode right here. I'm going to have to tag this on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing I was curious about is like, you know, the, the monster he's fighting at the end of that issue, it looks very much the same as the monster that kills Howard's uh, in The Devil You Know. Exactly. And I don't know if it's, I think maybe like, like maybe thematically they meant for it to look the same, but I don't know if it's if it's meant to be the same oh. arc through him or yeah. Yeah. That would maybe add to the whole loop, like time loop thing. I don't right. know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because an, a, a monster like that could live both timelines or that. Well, yeah, long. If, in, it, uh, if it is history, if it is like prehistory or something. Right. Cause that, uh, there was that one arc through him, um, that Johan way back in like early BPRD that Johan accidentally gave too much ectoplasm to, and it was talking about uh, fighting Shanshin. Remember? Dang. Okay. Yes, I do remember that. That's they, in like, Russia, right? Bones. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I think I want to say it was Guy Davis art. So I don't know if it was. Oh, Russia. okay. No, then I that don't remember. Been, I just remember they, they find the frogs. bones, and uh, Johan is like trying to commune with it, and it takes too much of his ectoplasm. And it's yelling about Shanchin, and they're like, "Who the fuck is Shanchin?" Oh, that's yes, it, that's in the dead, right? Is it in um the Plague of Frog stuff when they're in the Colorado base and he's poking around and all that weird stuff? Yeah, I think so. I have to go there. back and look. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's so man. there's so much to to have to go back and pour over. <laughs> I know. It's exciting though. It's exciting. I think that some of the stuff that they're coming out with, and then the Kashi, the Deathless in Hell, or I was, whatever. I was God, literally about yeah, to say, "Holy yeah. fuck!" Yeah, God, what's going to come next? It's going to be great. When I when I read Ac- uh, Acheron, and then you know that was at the end of that issue, I was just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and it's been Stenbeck too, and that's kind of like you know uh, we were talking about uh, on that I forget what episode of Book Club. 
uh, member. I, I, I said in a comment, I forget what the context was, that I would love to see Ben Stenbeck do like a fantasy series. Yeah. After, you know, seeing his work on Kashi and and then boom, Kashi in Hell is pretty much like a fantasy oh, setting. Oh, that series. is going to be it, right? Because you can do yeah. whatever you want down there. That's the whole reason why Mignola sent Hellboy to Hell so that way he could just do weird shit. So, right, awesome. cuz I mean the geography is like it's just whatever you need it to be for the story, I guess is is yeah, how it yeah. works. You 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 need a puppet show. There's going to be one of those little theaters when you turn the corner. There you go. <laughs> yep. You need a you need to fight a vampire. Well, guess where they all end up after they die in hell. <laughs> yes. Awesome. This has been a great test. I don't know. This is the, now we're just now we're just nerding out. Well, man, it was great chatting with you. I'm gonna have to do something about that. That was too good to not. I was recording it. That was too good to not do something with that. I got to do something with that little chat that we just had on sort of hyperborea or whatever hyperborea would you be comfortable with me releasing something like that or yeah yeah i don't care and matt was talking about how remember when howard's like uh when he, when galdinar finds the sword first and he, he's possessed by this spirit of this ancient warrior and he says and the spirit went into my arm and i remember matt was like doesn't isn't that weird that they say it went into his arm and there's even um, a. Oh, you mean um, not not Galdenar, Sorry, uh, Galdenar's grandfather. Oh yes, Galdenar's grandfather, the one that found the sword. Yes, I'm yes. sorry. Yes. And then there's even a panel where he's like holding out his arm, you know, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. then, so then Hayden and I were talking about on sort of hyperbora number one at the end, where it says, "Where is your mythic warrior?" And he says, "Here" or something. But it's like it's focus. If you look at that panel, it's focused on the arm. Mm. And then there's that whole, like, you are not the sword. I feel like I'm grasping for things, but I'm also like, could this really mean something or not? I don't know. I don't know. Like, the whole grasping for things stuff, I, I feel like I was grasping even. You know, like, for me, uh, I mentioned that thing to you about how uh, there was the wolf that showed up and it was all colored in blue. And I just couldn't help associate that with the black goddess. And, you know, like, because the black goddess was born from the belly of a wolf. And so... I had, I went, I couldn't help but associate all those things, but maybe that wasn't intended. I mean, it's not even Dave Stewart coloring, it's Quentin Winter. Oh, maybe he just colored right. blue because it was nighttime. You know, like, yeah, but I don't I'm know. I feel like the colors thing. are too important in these books to just I know. go, I don't know. It always puts me um, a little bit off kilter when someone else is coloring just because there's that element of like, I can't necessarily trust that it's a deliberate choice anymore. Like, uh, I, yeah. you know, like with, if it's Dave Stewart, I know that he's going to be referencing his own stuff, but if it's right. someone else, you know, maybe they are, I mean, you know, like maybe that was a discussion they had and that it was a very specific reference, but I don't have that certainty anymore. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I, I have to think that that's part of the writing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could just be an interpretation because it was nighttime or whatever. Another thing that Hayden pointed out that that was interesting was uh, the similarity in the monsters that take out Galdinar and Howard's are like it's almost like yeah. the same monster. Is it the same monster? I think yeah. I think it might be. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting because it kind of closes that loop too. It's almost like well, it's actually the third time that it's appeared because it appears um, at the end of um, the Devil You Know. It appears here to um, uh, like you know when it kills Goldener, but it also appears if you go all the way back to the Abyss of Time, 
Um, it looks different, but you'll notice that the name is the same. It's Mirahem. Oh, yeah, it does look totally different. That's the James Heron. Uh, yeah. So uh, that, and it that has, it has like some long, it has like a long, like flat head in that comic, I think, or yeah. something like that. But okay. Yeah, you're right. He did call it Marahem, and that's the name of the one from Abyss of Time. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, what, what other thoughts do you have about that issue? Oh my God, way too many. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's such a dense issue. And uh, did you end up reading the uh, interview I had with uh, Rob Williams? I haven't gotten to it yet. No, I saw oh, okay. it, um, but I haven't, I haven't actually been able to uh, sit down and look at it. He teased a lot. Um, and, you know, he sort of spoke about like what the next three issues, like what eras they're going to be set in and what the char- uh, what characters he's going to be exploring. Um, oh, wow. So we are going to different time periods and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, the second one will be in World War One. in, I think it was uh, Brussels. Wow. Uh, World, World War Two for the next one in London. Um, and then the next one is in 1952, I believe. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes me think of um, fucking uh, Zarahem or whatever, right? Doesn't that show up in 1952 I mean, also? Or I don't know. Maybe maybe it has no connection Zarahem at all. Zarahem shows up all over the place. So. Yeah, it shows up all over the place. But I, I keep thinking of 1952. I just love that Alex Maleev run mm-hmm. on that book. That's probably one of my favorite miniseries. Yeah, but definitely, um, you know, like uh, he's he's already working on his next thing. But I felt like, man, what a debut, right? Like, oh, it's yeah. his first time writing. And he was just like, just took to this world like straight away. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Rob Williams had nothing to do with Devil You Know or any of that stuff. And it just, yeah, it totally picks up. Amazing job there. The, the interesting thing about this one is this particular project actually came about through Lawrence Campbell. Um, he finished The Devil You Know and was like, oh, I want to do more. I kind of want to do something with, you know, Goldenar. And from that conversation started and, you know, like Rob Williams was pulled in at a later point, but, you know, like that was kind of the the core of it. That's amazing. I love to hear that the people that worked on these books are are like attached to them and want to keep love the characters that much, you know. I don't know yeah. that you really hear about that too much, you know what I mean, or at least with indie titles. Yeah. That's that's so cool to hear, especially like, you know, I mean, Lawrence Campbell is certainly capable of doing his own stuff, you know, Old Haunts was really amazing. He yes, also did that was. with Rob Williams. For him to come back too and be like, "Hey, you know, I still want to do stuff in this world too." Um, that just makes me happy. <laughs> mm. That just makes me, that just fills me with joy to, to know that he's attached to it emotionally also, just like all of us are. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, that's the other thing too, is like when I was talking to uh, Rob Williams, he was, he, he was impressing upon me how much of a fan he is as well. Like, you know, he's been reading the books for a long time and it was like, oh, I didn't really need to do that much research because I read it. Yeah. You know what? Now that I think of it, like he's been sharing a lot of stuff from the Hellboy library. Like, mm. if you follow him on Twitter, like, he'll post, like, I think he posted, like, some random pages from, like, The Wild Hunt or something, like, a couple of weeks ago or maybe, like, a month ago. Yeah. I want to say that he's been posting random stuff. It makes me think, like, he's going back and refreshing himself or, you know, maybe, like, uh, yeah, sharpening he, he his sharpening his knowledge, him. you know. He was looking through the library editions again recently. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed. He posted some of that yeah, on his. Yeah, he working uh, on something else. In, in this universe or another yeah, just... In the oh, universe. really? Yeah. 
Uh, in, in the interview um, at the end, he mentioned uh, that he is working on more. That's exciting. Awesome. Well, you know, yeah. I, I know um, you had posted in Mike Mignola's art, I think it was, you were posting, um, what are people looking forward to this year? Oh, my God. And then everyone came in with a list of so many great things. I know, but I loved uh, Jerry Turnbull, book club member. I loved his response. He just said surprises. Yeah. And I, I like that too. That's that's probably what I have put what I would have put too cuz I like when something just drops out of nowhere like um like the Acheron was amazing and then when you mm-hmm. get to the end of that and it says Kashi and Kashi the Deathless in Hell and you're just like, "Oh my god." You know, yeah. I mean, I love those kinds of surprises where you have no idea like that this is even a thought that someone's having and then you get confirmation that it's coming out, you know, or it's already being worked on. That's a good feeling. And I think that's something that they've done really well in general, like throughout the run of this Hellboy, the Hellboy universe titles is they're able to keep surprising us with, with stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, they, they don't put the hype too much hype behind things, you know, that you find out in a natural way. I know, I really love that they announced Koshe the Deathless in Hell at the end of an issue. You know, yeah. rather than doing a press release or something, it was just, this is for fans to find out at the end of the book. Yeah, yeah. And the fans that find out about it at the end of the book, like, those are the ones who really care about it, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're going straight to the target audience um, mm. instead of trying to make a big hoopla about, like, other people will be like, what's this? What is, what is yeah. that? You know what I mean? But I mean, there's time enough for that sort of thing. I mean, you know, there's going to be solicitations and close yeah. to the book, but if you want to get someone hyped for something that's probably, you know, nearly a year away, yeah, yeah these are the people that are actually going to remember and stay hyped. Yes. <laughs> yes, and, and Ben Stenbeck coming back, one thing that Hayden and I were talking about is how cool it will be be to see him play in the hellboy hell like fantasy world oh yeah are galdenar and howard's dead like are they totally dead that's it or what do you think i'm not gonna say anything definitive but this is my reading of it so far is that they lived a linear life so you know you had ted howard's and galdenar both living linear lives and then they take up the blade and at that point they become united and they live a single life parallel where they're experiencing it in two different times. I mean, we saw in uh, Lake of Fire, there's a moment when Ted Howard's is just sitting in a cafeteria eating yes. and zooms in on his eye and he's in a fight fighting the cold people. Yes, and then it yes. zooms in on Goldenar's eye and he's in the cafeteria, you know, it's Ted in the cafeteria. So my reading is that, you know, after they touched the blade, he was living two lives simultaneously, experiencing them, you know, two moments all the time. And mm. so when he has that moment where he dies, it like, you know, Goldenar falls into a trance because it's the reverse of what, you know, originally happened. It, you know, they originally fell into a trance when they got connected. Now yes. they're being disconnected. So he falls into a trance again. It's, uh, it's oh, the severing of that bond. It's this. And, yes. It's the closing of that loop. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you have Goldenar, you know, live out the rest of his life. And what I love about that is it, it just gives you time to say goodbye to a character that we didn't really have time to say goodbye to in The Devil You Know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then, and his whole thing is he leaves the blade where it needs to be so that way Howard yeah, well, can get I it. Mean, and so it's just, it's so weird. It's like, it's a weird, it's that weird yeah. time thing. Because I mean, you know, you like know? Uh, Ted Howard's picks up the blade in Chicago and it's, I, I, my read on it at least was that it was implied that um 
Urasan was in the same location that Chicago will one day be. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know for certain that's the case. That's just my read on it. No, I think you're absolutely right in that. And then he even says Chicago. Those are, that's his last mm. word, isn't it? Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. It's before Howard's, but it's also after Howard's. And I right? think this issue is an ex- like it's, it's an excellent example of why a linear reading order of help of the Hellboy universe does not make sense. It just yeah. you can't do it. <laughs> I mean, you can after you've completed the series, but if you're reading it for the first time, it's not meant to be read that way. It's never intended to be read that way. You've got to approach it from a different angle. Yes, yes. Well, we're so lucky to have uh, to have the awesome reading order that you put together for us. As far as this issue, like, I just feel like people can't stop talking about it. And I feel like mm. it's almost re-energized. Like, I don't know. I think, like, they took a good hiatus at the end of um, Devil You Know. Not that, I mean, they obviously kept coming out with books. But as far as that story and anything that comes after it, we were kind of cut off from that. Mm. And then now, now it seems like they're starting to come out with, with stuff that does come after that. And I think it's it's really satisfying. You know, it's... um. Yeah. Acheron and oh my god Acheron and this book just... yeah and 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 this book i think that they've both like knocked it out of the park and just like had the fans just salivating for more um yeah. it's really exciting i i really appreciate all your time today man yeah there's gonna be so much uh we're gonna have like i, I was looking through the timeline you know for the books upcoming and i was like you know uh you finished doing the last um episode around october you could probably return to the Hellboy Book Club annually. Like by the time you get to next October, you know, this year, it's that you're going to have so much material to get through. You'll have, I think, something like, you know, 15 or so um, episodes or anyway. Awesome. Perfect. So Aubrey and Danielle, you guys have both had a chance to look at the comic as well. Sort of (laughs) hyperbora number one. Uh, You want to talk about this, Danielle, when we when I brought the comic home? Yeah, you came you came home and you had it. And I was like, what is this? What is this that you have? <laughs> give, give me, give it to me. You know when give like me. a little baby wants I, I something and just, they do their little hands like that, open and close, yeah, open and close, and <laughs> yeah. Out for That's it. how Danielle did it. And then so she was staying in give, the kitchen. Give me. You were like, "What? You want this?" And I was like, "Give, give me." And you handed it to me, and I immediately sat down where I was standing in the kitchen. Was it in the middle of the kitchen? And started reading. Yeah. And I didn't realize until later that that might have seemed like an odd thing to do until you pointed it out you were like yeah and then she just sat down in the kitchen and started reading it i was like oh i guess i did uh, and uh, you were you like went to the other room to do stuff to like no well i was just, so i bought and, both covers but so i and so i was occasionally like ooh yeah or ah oh, geez wow <laughs> or whoa yeah and you were like don't say anything from the other room i heard him don't say anything yes because i was reading the other copy i wasn't I, saying I got, anything. I got both covers <laughs> and she was ahead of me in the book so i was like don't yeah. say anything because you started reading before i did and you're I was probably like, whoa! <laughs> and then i heard him no shut up <laughs> and so it was just a very and so then I came into the room where you were, and I was like, whoa, I had finished it. And you were like, be quiet. Get out of it. Yes. Get out of here. <laughs> yes, but now now we've now all we've had all a chance it. to read yeah. it. Um, and then so the last time that Aubrey came over, I went ahead and passed it on to him so he could read it. I read this, and I was like, holy fucking shit. This fucking blew my mind. I loved it so much. 
I mean, this is really kind of cool because it kind of really picks up right where uh, Howard's kind of story kind of ends in the devil you know and it i know we've all kind of been wondering what's happened to galdinar and so now we know what happened to galdinar and like how like when he drops the sword at the end of the devil you know he wakes up back as galdinar and they're gonna burn him because he's been asleep for weeks right, or something yeah, like that yeah so i thought that was actually really kind of cool and i didn't know this was going to be a more than one issue honestly i when i got to the end it said to be continued i was like oh shit <laughs> yeah yeah, because it does kind of seem to wrap up something here. You know, I talked a little with Mark, and he said that they're going to be jumping to different time periods, so I guess we'll see the second issue hasn't come out yet. Um, what about you, Danielle? Any thoughts that you had that you want to discuss? I like that I can't follow it. I like how it's just jumping around so much. It's so cryptic and weird. I, I like that about it. That was one, Sincerely, I'm not being... <laughs> that was one thing that I was talking about with Hayden and Mark was, you know, all the speculation, but it is also nice to just go, this is weird, what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know. It's I great. guess they're going to yeah. tell me. <laughs> yeah, or not. Yeah. They might not. That's yeah. fine, too. I like just a weird thing that makes you kind of go, what did L- I read? Let's talk about the wolf a little bit, okay? <laughs> let's talk about yeah. that because... Um, yeah. what, what, you sending the wolf? <laughs> That's all you had to say. Uh, lots of cream, lots of sugar. Can you keep yours first from jangling and jangling? Can you keep yours first from jingling <laughs> no, and jangling? No, let's talk about the wolf from the comic. Right. I think fast, I talk fast, and I need you guys to act fast if you want to get out of this. Yeah. Sort of hyperbora number one. Talking with Hayden and Mark a little bit about the color scheme. Do you think that means something? Do you think that that is just a cool design well are you uh, talking about how he's purple when he shows up because i thought that was just because it's nighttime exactly and that's when later he's not purple he's just a big gray wolf yeah and then he's walking through a smoky ruins and he there's like a greenish tint to everything so i think that there's no real okay i think the color Mm. scheme is just following like the colorists i see kind of general style what about you aubrey honestly i didn't think too much of it but i mean I wouldn't be to put it past them for it to mean something, to be honest with you. I thought the design was really cool. And, like, yeah, it's a big yeah. old I mean, wolf. You gotta love a giant wolf. Yeah, I love a giant wolf. But he says Liz, and then there's another part where it shows the wolf and Liz kind of paired together on the page. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I don't know. There's something going on there. Liz is tied to the secret fire, all this kind of stuff. Well, the wolf anyway, shows up when he makes a fire. Um, oh, exactly. Yeah. So that's some symbolism right there. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I do also want to talk about, I think no one's mentioned the pterodactyl. <laughs> I think that that's fucking amazing that there's like a Is fucking... it a pterodactyl or a pteranodon? Yes, it's one of those. It's one of them. It's a version. We're not sure, some, nerds. Don't a, at us. It's a flying dinosaur. Actually, do. I do want to know. what What is it? I like, uh, I like it at the beginning where Liz calls him Captain Caveman. Captain Oh, that's yeah. a great reference. A yes, reference I really liked there. that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm happy. I'm kind of curious to see where this is going to go. I mean, I mean, you know, honestly, I thought that was the end of Howard's story at the. Um, well, I mean, I guess maybe it is the end of Howard's story, but um, I or guess we is get more. It? Okay, that's, or is it? That's something I, do, I actually wanted to talk about. Do you think that Howard's is dead? Nah. Do you think that Galdenar is dead? Nah. What about nah. you, Aubrey? No, of course not. Okay. Huh. I mean, if if they're physical bodies are destroyed i don't think that the character that is howard slash goldenar is dead you know yeah this weird just kind of patchwork goblin very convenient guy with the stick that's like hey 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 right i thought that that was one of the cold people (laughs) is that even real like it seems like maybe a vision 
Maybe. Um, I talked a little bit about this with Mark. I don't know if you remember Abyss of Time. That was the James Heron where they first introduce Howard's. Um, yeah. And yeah. so it's cutting back between right. Ted Howard's and Galdinar. In the Galdinar version, or in the Galdinar whatever universe, he fights a giant Ogdrahem called Marahem, and there's this like cold people priest. Right. And then right. he like chops the priest in half or whatever. He chops his head in half. And they defeat the, but they call this one yeah. Marahem, Marahem also. Yeah, it looks okay. completely yeah. different. Right. And then so I was thinking, is that the cold people priest? Maybe with it too. Sure. I don't know. I'll pay that. That was from the first appearance from Galdinar. So anyway, just uh, some thoughts that I had. But I also thought, in a weird way, it resembled Sir Edward Grey too. And I was like, hmm, does that mean anything? I was like, no, I don't nah, think it I don't think so. Edward That's me Grey. just trying to like. I don't think so. Uh, That's too much. It's too far. Or does oh, it? It doesn't uh, in any way. So when he's like, "Where's the miss? Where's the?" I like it's cutting back and forth. He's about to be devoured by this monster. All this stuff. Liz, the wolf. Where is the mythic warrior? I am here. And then a lot of big things happening there. Right. right? So yeah. So we see um, the sword focusing on the sword. Okay, let's talk a little bit about this. So this is something that I talked about with Hayden and Mark. Um, I don't know if you recall. When we first learned about all of this in Abyss of Time, um, what happened was Galdinar's grandfather found the sword in the corpse of this mythic warrior. Yeah. And in right. the in the comic, it says that the that the spirit went into his arm. Yeah. Okay. And then in this comic, if you look at it, mm-hmm. when he's his like arm holding is, the arm, yeah. when he's holding the sword up, his arm is lit with lightning. Yes. And he says, "Where is your mythic warrior?" He right. says, "Here I am," or whatever. I'm lightning or. Or Vril. No, it's there Vril. you go. It's Vril, it's probably yes. Probably Vril. So it's like when he says, I am here, whatever, is it the arm? Is it the spirit of that mythic warrior? Was the power in you all along? Yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing? Seriously. You is know. it the sword? Didn't the, didn't the wolf say to him, uh, you are not the sword or yeah. something like exactly. that? Exactly. And he's all like, do you understand? And he's like, no. I'm like, please explain it because yeah, neither I want to know. Neither do I. Don't, I also don't understand. Yeah. I like, what, I like that he's just like, no. No, yeah. why? Why would I? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're a big cosmic wolf. Yeah, I love this book just because it introduces a lot of things and explains nothing, which I love. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that. We're not gonna explain it. We're just gonna confuse you and then stop. <laughs> Good, <laughs> great. No, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic either. I sincerely, genuinely love shit like that because it's very like well, it you us- trust me to. You trust me to read this and get out of it what I'm going to get out of it without yeah. you holding my hand through it. Yeah. I really like yeah. that. Is it a, you know, the thing that they, they did with Thor where they're like, actually, it does not, it doesn't, he doesn't even need a hammer. He's just a big Pikachu man. Right. You know, okay. the power's in you all along. And like, is it that or is it another thing? It yeah. might be another thing. Who I knows? Don't know. So it's, I'm excited to, there's going to be more of these or what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, we'll see I'm, what's going to happen. Gonna I have be... no idea what the rest of the issues well, I'm, are. I'm it psyched to read like, them. It seems like they kill Galdinar at the also, end of can this. I just, just want to point out that the title of this series, this book, is called The Sword of Hyperbria. Uh-huh. Hyperber, Hyperbria. Pronunciation corner is back. Hyperbria. How does it? Hyperbria. Hyperbria. That's how, I don't know. Uh, or it could be Hyperborea. Uh, so yeah, that's what I thought you guys were pronouncing it now. I'm like, I'll come... Everybody write Hyperbria. it and tell us how you Hyperbria. pronounce it. Hyperbra. It's somebody, Hyperbria. Somebody tweet at Mac Mignola and ask him how to pronounce Hyper- it. Hyper- <laughs> is it Hyperborea or Hyperbria? I don't know. It doesn't let's, matter. Let's find out. 
Um, but it is called the sword of that. And so it's about the fucking sword. Yeah, yeah. So there's zeroing yeah. in on the sword in all aspects of this book. It's the first thing we see. It's the last thing we see. And yeah. the wolf is like, it's actually not about the sword, but it is. Right. Because that's what the title of this shit is called. But maybe it's because <laughs> it, because it's not about the sword that they, ta- that they called it that. So that you learn it's not, I don't know. So I think knows? my brain is broken. Though. I'm excited to read this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So let's talk about Lawrence Campbell because the art is fucking fantastic. Oh, that from that opening page where you just fucking see ooh, Howard's amazing. there. It's really good. So um, good. Yeah, he's outstanding on this. What a page um, that is. One thing I thought was interesting, Mark mentioned that um, one of the reasons for this book is Lawrence Campbell said, I want to do more. Awesome. Yeah. And if you're anyone. Yeah. You're you're like yeah. If you're anyone who's working on this or ancillary, I guess to Lawrence Campbell, yeah. you're like, let's make that happen. You want to do more of this? We want you to do more of this. Do it, and so everyone wins. We all we all win when that happens. Oh yeah. We also got Quentin Winter is doing colors on this. Good job. Yeah, and Rob Williams is doing the writing. Neither of them have worked on this book. I don't think. I think maybe Winter has done something else, but Rob Williams hasn't written. The for colors this. are phenomenal. I feel like it's a seamless transition. Yes. Like you don't even notice. Oh that yeah, it's great. Most of the team has changed. And um, Lawrence Campbell and Rob Williams worked together also on a book called Old Haunts, which I can't recommend enough. we got to come back and talk about that maybe around Halloween times. Ugh. We can come back and talk about that. It's not, it's not gross. gross. Stuff. It's not gross, but, it's, but it is creepy. Um, it, is, it is a good like mystery thriller. Uh, it's great stuff. Old Haunts. Yeah, check that out, too, if you're enjoying this book. While you're waiting for the uh, issue two to come out like I am, you, know, you can check out the trade of that, too. Right. Okay. Yeah. I won't. Uh, <laughs> anything to. else you guys wanted to say about this uh, issue? The Devil You Know is basically the end. You could stop there and not have to read any more. But of course, everybody wants to read more, so because it's so good. But I like where like this is taking Howard's character, like in between this and like the the Asheron comic. Man, I'm looking forward to what's coming coming next from these guys. From this, yeah, well, yeah, and I've always been like, I could just read more of this. I could just read about this, and they're like, okay, yeah. Then. okay, yeah, yeah, you will. Here you go. <laughs> so you know, it's um. It's one of those things where that rarely happens, though. I'm like, ah, oh, I could keep reading this. And then they come up with something that's worth reading. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a, it's not, and it doesn't strike, this doesn't strike me as jumping the shark in any way. This no, is very, yeah. you know what I mean? This doesn't strike me as they're oh, trying yeah. to squeeze blood out of a stone or anything. It's it's very much like, is this still a story worth telling? So far, to me, the answer is yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I, say, I can't I wait for definitely. more of these issues. And um, instinctually, what I can say just from this one issue is like, this seems like it's a story that's still worth telling. I, I like what you said about like, is this a story worth telling? Because like, uh, you know, a lot of times like people do just try to squeeze that yeah. that stone for more juice that's not there. But I, I really do think that this is feels organic and it is a story worth telling. So yeah, it's so rich yeah. with like that kind mm-hmm. of. It's mysterious and it's epic and it's very, it's got this lushness to it. It's got this rich vein of, uh, it hits me right in the specific spot of my brain that I'm just very like, yeah. That is so awesome. Give it. I think it's yeah. um, you can reach out both my hands and open and close them. Give it. <laughs> it's great to hear. Uh, it's great to hear both of y'all say that. It's almost as if someone didn't make you spend three years reading every single Hellboy comic. Uh, <laughs> well, <man. laughs> you kind of. If if look if if someone is gonna make me read every single Hellboy and Hellboy related thing for however many years, three or four years. Like, something I got out of that is that some of this is fucking excellent. 
And so the yeah. parts of it that are excellent, I'm very excited to Good to stuff. see yes. and you know to yeah. see more of. Yeah, like well, uh, this or uh, the other guy that I like. What's his name? He's uh oh Sir Edward yeah. Gray. Yeah. Which finder? Which finder? Which finder? Which finder? Yeah, no, I mean, I think this is actually a testament to the whole uh, Mignolaverse thing. It's just, like, all the stories I feel like they are worth telling. I mean, mm. I, I wouldn't say, like, everything is, like, not 100%, but, you know, it's, it's all up in the 90s. Well, everyone uh, enjoys different things differently yeah. and to a certain degree. And, yeah. like, I think that there's something for everyone kind of a deal, and you're going to enjoy it parts of it more than I am, and I'll enjoy other parts of it more than you will. And that's totally fine. It's just one of those oh, yeah, things yeah, where no. it's, like... As long as there's something as as it's a story worth telling, it's a story worth reading, and I think that that's exciting. Well, no, what I was trying to say is, is like I feel like that the Mignola verse is like a is like a very well thought out story. Like the art is always top notch, the yes. writing is always really good, and like everybody who works on these books are bringing in their A game. Yeah. Um, and, and you can't say that about like every other you know comic no. universe out there. Uh, Rarely is it such know. a tight knit team. And this has been going on for what twenty over twenty five years now. Yeah. So I mean, just the fact that it's been going on for so long and it's still just so good, and the, the story is still compelling, and you still want to read it. I think that's a testament to some just some really good creators Absolutely. working on this uh, on these books. Well, and it's a testament to the bedrock upon which all of this has been founded. Like Mignola started very strong, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and and I those those initial stories are all so. And he could s- assembled the team that he trusted and could work with, you know, the colorists and the et cetera, et cetera. And so I think that that's something that uh, I, I don't take that for granted ever because, you know, without that, none of this would make any goddamn sense. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be nothing. And right. so I, I really, I keep coming back to that. Like I keep thinking back yeah. to the first ones that I read and or appreciated. If that hadn't have been as strong as it was, I don't. We wouldn't have gotten any of this. Yeah. So that's. I always yeah. think about it. It was started with this one guy, and now it's all these people who have contributed to this huge universe of stuff, and that led to me sitting on my kitchen floor reading a book <laughs> that John was trying to read. I also think it's amazing that in 25 years, the story's never been retconned or rebooted or relaunched oh, or any of that kind of crap. I mean, like everything, every new story that comes out fits into a place. Yeah. You know. Yes. It. It doesn't. It's not like, well, actually, no, yeah. fuck that crap. Right. <laughs> you know, it's yes. more like, oh, by the way, this also happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I can't think of any. I mean, I know that there probably are some other comics out there that have been going for this long that haven't rebooted or, re- or retconned or anything like that. But I don't know what they it's are. Special. I mean, it's special. Probably like, I guess, Savage Dragon. Well, I mean, that's been going on forever. Spawn. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, when is the next thing that we get to read it? I don't have a concept of time, so... Oh, I don't know. Me. I don't know when issue two comes out, but as soon as it does, believe me, All right. we'll have it nice. here. It'll be in your box. It, I'll, it, I'll probably yes. pick it up on my way home You'll from have work. it with your little, in your little hands. I'll have it in my little hot hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, little excellent. grabby hands. Excellent. Thank you so much, Hayden, for joining me for this impromptu chat about uh, this new comic. Thanks for talking to me about it. I, I yeah, Other than that uh, Mignolaverse spoilery discussion group page on Facebook, you know... I don't really have yes. anybody to talk to about Mignola stuff where I'm like, you know, oh, fuck, the, these Easter eggs, these, these, uh, plot exactly. Lines. And yes, plug the Facebook page. Um, so on Facebook, there is the Mike Mignola's art Facebook page, and that's a great community of Mignola fans. 
and it's well moderated. But then there's also what is it called? Mignolaverse spoilery discussion group. Yeah, it. I think that's the the exact name. Mignolaverse spoilery discussion group. Okay, yeah, and every and you can go there, but uh, be warned if you go in there, they're talking about every, any issue that has come out is up for discussion. Right. So if you're not totally caught up, you might see something in there that you don't want to or whatever. But people are talking about this issue. Hayden and I had to talk about it a little bit too. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it. And that's it. I guess <laughs> uh, we haven't done an episode in a while. We'll be coming back soon to do some more episodes for Hellboy Book Club. We're going to be talking about Young Hellboy. Uh- and um, some of the other comics that have come out. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check us out on social media. This is a lot harder <laughs> you know, than, than I think it is when Aubrey yeah. does it. Let's just cut to Aubrey doing it. You know, we want to hear what you thought. So send us at hey, you damn guys at hellboybookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Hellboy Book Club Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Hellboy Book Club. You can also find all of our resources on our Podbean website and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thank you, John, uh, for all your wonderful things. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Next week, we're actually going to be over at uh, Book Club Member Comics. We're going to be reading some Invincible. So come on over there and join the fun if you haven't already. It's a lot of fun over there. As always, you can always find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And you're on the iTunes and Spotify. Open it up and give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. And we'd very much appreciate it you know what to do uh pull out the package use trays floppies and uh join us uh but we will be back for more hellboy like john said so uh, just keep us around and join us on hellboy book club podcast thanks for listening everybody i'm john salinas i'm a gigantic cosmic wolf dispensing cryptic knowledge and i'm popping out of the box real quick to just say hi <laughs> it's Wes. it's Wes. hey Wes. what are you doing where'd you come from were you here this whole time you're just hanging out in our house i was i was just over there you're just over there yep do you want anything to drink? Do you corner. want something to a snack or you're good? Or? I would love a snack if you have pie. I do. I have, have some cobbler. <laughs> I'll have a cobbler. Yeah, i get you some. Some yes. blackberry cobbler for you. Here you go. Do you need a fork or a spoon? Ooh, this is nice. I was just eating with my hand. I didn't Bread's know you fine had with me. I'm okay with it. That's, that's, that's cool. All right. This is, this is going <laughs> on too long. Go ahead, Aubrey, please. I'm Captain Caveman. <laughs> and I'm Mark. And I'm Hayden Orr saying... Where is the mythic warrior? Yes, yes, awesome, dude. Great, great. I'm gonna have to edit this together and throw it out there. That was so good. Thank you so much for doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah.